Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. In this episode, I want to talk about all things perspective and how perspective can have an effect on the day-to-day aspects of our lives and how we show up and how we look at the world. And actually, how does it get us into a place of frustration, anxiety, stress, and tiredness. It does kind of link together. And in this particular episode, I want to talk about the fast lane. Those are the first letters of each of those words that I just said, frustrated, anxious, stressed, and tired. We live through that fast lane quite often. Some of us move through it pretty fast, like we're driving on the Autobahn in Germany, or some of us really get frustrated and get into a place of resentment of this fast moving, ever changing turmoil of our day to day activities. So, have I got your attention? Listen up. This is one podcast that I think, or this one episode where you may want to pause this if you are at home or in your office, take a pen and a paper and play along with me if you could. Because there's questions I'm going to ask and I'm going to imagine you're in a workshop with me and we're going to go through this journey together. And if you're listening to it while you're driving or you're mobile, well, come back to it and do the exercises, the the way that we're going to go through this. Because it's one of those ones that you need to listen to it a few times in order for it to sink in. When I learned about this method and, and the way of looking at the world and the way of the way I was living in the fast lane... It took me a few tries to really let it sink in, but now that it has sunken in, I'm actually able to share it freely with tapping into my inner wisdom, if you will, or whatever, and I don't know how this podcast is going to go, but whatever that flows through out of me in this topic today is going to be something that it comes from experiencing it within myself, within seeing it a shift within my clients. And learning this, it's something that it's so small and how we can get out of this fast lane and really manage our perspective that something so small can have such a significant impact on the way we show up in the world. So let's get to it. Let us go through this journey together of what fast lane is all about, how we get in there. Earlier today, and today being, I think it's December 5th, I shared a post on Instagram, on my Instagram account, with three um, slides. The first one was a picture of an open mouth with teeth and all, and it, it, it looked like, and I put on there, what perspective is this? What's your perspective on this? And the question was, what's the image, uh, what's the emotion you're seeing from this? And if you, just to look at that mouth, the emotion could have been the person is screaming, they're shouting, but it was a, you know, a mouth with a lot of emotion. Then the next page or the next image was the eyes of this person now were in the picture. So imagine the lens is zooming out. Now you're seeing the mouth, the nose, the eyes, the eyebrows. And in that image, I asked, what emotion are you seeing in this now? And the eyebrows were kind of frowned, like, you know how you get that double line in the middle of your eyebrows? Um, 
And again, the shouting. So it looked like, you know, they were angry. There was, there was tension in there. There was intensity in there. Then I zoom out to the third picture, which shows the entire situation of this particular individual. Now zoomed out, this person is sitting with two other people. They're enjoying a glass of beer. They look like they're watching. I think maybe it's a football game or a, some sort of a, a show that they're watching where they're cheering actually, and they're all happy. So it's pretty powerful when you zoom into, now let's go back to that visual again. When it was just the mouth and open, then it was his eyes and the tension in his face. But then when you see the entire thing, wow, he was actually happy. He was cheering for something that got him excited. So the emotion wasn't anger. It was happiness with intensity. So I'm going to let you soak in with that a little bit of the power of perspective. When we zone in into something and think, oh, this is the interpretation of this versus looking at the big picture. And this is what I'm going to share with you in this podcast today. And I hope uh, that you get inspired in some way or learn and walk away with this simple tool that I'm going to use. So during this talk, I'm going to talk about how you discover the hidden patterns keeping you from achieving greatness in your success in your business to really tap into that high potential that you are at work your place of work be able to recognize how to tap into your unlimited potential in a way that is sustainable that's huge people a lot of us talk about that but truly this one technique in all everything else that I've learned over the years this one I The more I lean into this particular technique, the more I see the power in it, the more I'm able to uh, do it on daily, minute-by-minute basis. So it's not something that uh, is difficult to do, but it's just that sense of awareness that comes with this. So let me throw some stats at you first. I'm a bit of a factual person. I like to do a bit of research before I get into um, the the thought of what I want to say. So recently, I went on to Deloitte, uh, Deloitte's website. The Deloitte does a lot of, Deloitte.com or Deloitte Global, uh, they do a lot of research, research-based information, in addition to being other services that they provide. But one of the things that they do really well is they do a lot of massive surveys. And this one survey was done uh, with their human capital uh, division of Deloitte. And they looked at the well-being of employees. And the, the topic is what employees value versus what em, uh, employers offer. There were a few things that the employees value and how it's reciprocated back in the place of their work. There was flexible schedule. There was telecommuting, um, reimbursement for well-being expenses, wellness counseling, a whole bunch of stuff. The one that stuck out for me the most was mental health counseling. So what employees value the most? 60% said mental health counseling uh, was a value to them. Now what the employers are offering right now, and this is based on a 2018 survey of 11,000 people, um, 21% of employers are offering that. 
So get that visual. 60% of employees are saying we value mental health counseling. 21% uh, of employers out there are offering this. Pretty impactful insight. So it told me a couple of things. It told me that there's a need for mental wellness for sure, for sure, for sure in place of work and in, in, our, in our business. But then are we being supported in our places of work? So in some cases we are, 21% of employers are doing it. But what about the rest that are not getting that support? How can you lean into yourself and come from a different perspective, not looking at it from a victim of, well, shit, my company doesn't offer it, so woe me and all of that. But okay, how can I shift this within me? What responsibility do you have in this big picture? So let me throw another one at you. This is another stat. Anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. This is according to Anxiety and Depression Association of America. Pretty powerful. 36.9% who are suffering from anxiety are seeking treatment. The rest are just letting it be. That, again, makes me sad. And at the same time, I wonder why and, and a whole bunch of others, which would be another Oprah show. Another stat from NHS.UK says when people feel, when sorry, when people with anxiety or depression were surveyed to calculate their sleeping habits, it turned out that most of them slept for less than six hours a night. You know, I have a lot of opinion about sleep in this one because I've heard so much that you don't need to sleep eight hours a day. That's just, you know, for whoever. You can sleep four hours and be well on your way and be be recharged and all that stuff. Well, be as I call that. And there's studies and TED Talks about how important it is to get full night's sleep and how it affects your day. And even long term, when you're older, it can, you know, that lack of sleep catches up to you in old age and there's Alzheimer's and all sorts of other stuff that could come and get triggered from that. So do you experience that frustration, that level of anxiety at your workplace? Clearly a lot of us do. And how do you know when it's happening? What is it happening to you? Well, a lot of times they say that it comes from a place of being disconnected from from who you are and how you're showing up at work. So it comes from a place of, you know, your your values are not met. You're kind of going without purpose and things are just not aligned, which then turns into anxiety and lack of fulfillment. So it all kind of connects to each other, doesn't it? So I wanted to leave you with these facts for a little bit or plant these seeds because in the big picture of when we say, You're living in the fast lane and it's affecting you. This is the ripple effect of it. But know that you are in control of these feelings, these emotions, before going outside and blaming and pointing fingers and all of that. It can start within you. And I know that sounds pretty coachy of me to say that, but truly I mean that. I've learned that lesson the hard way when I have conversations with my clients, we talk about that and we really dig deep to see what story they're holding on to. And a lot of times it comes back to self. So let's go and kind of dig into 
the, each letter of the fast lane. So the F of it, letter F, frustration. What does frustration mean? The feeling of being upset and annoyed, especially because of the inability to change or achieve something. Some of the examples of frustration are maybe when people make a commitment and they don't follow through. That can be very frustrating for some of us. Systems and processes make more life more difficult when they're in place. Why does it have to be so complicated? Why so much paperwork? All of that. That frustrates us. So that these are some of the examples. What I want you to do is now take a minute, list some of your frustrations, and list the intensity of each one of them from a level one to 10. How intense are some of these frustrations for you? What are you feeling? Like what is 10 being super frustrated, two being uh, not so much, but list some of the uh, situations where you feel frustration. Feel free to pause this and take a minute and do it or just run it through your head. The next letter, then we go into anxiety. So we went through frustration, which was the F, A, anxiety. What is anxiety? A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So you don't know what's going to happen. Gives you anxiety. So when major changes are implemented within a company, but nobody gives you any clarity around it, all of a sudden things are coming down, uh, economy changes, creates anxiety. Uh, you know, what is it going to look like? How is it going to affect my business? Companies merge together. What's going to happen to our staff and so forth? All of these create anxiety. And one that's near and dear to me is Anytime I lose anything, that forgetfulness, so oh, where's my cell phone, where are my keys, I am in an anxious place. So I'm sure you can list a few of these things that cause you anxiety and rate their intensity from a 1 to 10. What does that feel like? Where are you at with that? Again, pause for a bit. And now let's move to the next one. S for stress. So stress, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Wow, that's such a powerful statement too, hey? Let me read that again. A state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. This one is one for especially for business owners near and dear to all of us, right? We're stressed when we overcommit ourselves and we end up losing that work-life balance if it even actually exists. We stress when we are stretched so thin where we're doing everything ourselves. We, we're not delegating. Everything is on our shoulders. In a place of work, you're stressed because the, the work keeps piling up. You're in meetings all day. By the time you get back to your desk, you haven't even gotten anything done and the day is over and you didn't get to your stuff. So again, list some of the causes that give you stress and rate their intensity from a level one to 10. How intense are they for you? Finally, the T in fast is tired. So when we're tired, it's need for sleep or rest. That's simply it. And I'm pretty sure you can think of situations where you felt tired. 
I mean, man, if we went through all of those, at the end of the day, what's going to happen? You're going to feel tired. You're crashing. Your body can't keep up. And you're like, okay, I'm done. So think of situations where you felt tired and the intensity around that. So what do we do? How do we get out of this fast lane and into a place of calmness, a place of joy? So I want you to play along with me again here. Take a moment and think about a time when you were on top of your game and you felt the most balanced in your life. You were just so zen, everything was falling into place and everything was going so well. Do you have that picture in your head? Now, let's flip it on you. Think about an aspect in your life where you were back in that fast lane again. And it's hectic and it's crazy. And I know I'm totally messing with your head right now, but play along with me. This is this is taking us somewhere. So if you've lasted with me up until now, I congratulate you. There's more goods that's going to come from this. So play along with me. So how do imagine now you're in that fast lane and it's chaos. Imagine what it would be like now to going from that chaos to flipping it back and going back to your Zen self. That that self in flow and everything is calm and cool and you're you got this you're on top of your game so what does it take to get there how we experience situations is dependent on the lenses or perspective through which we see them remember the story i told you at the beginning of this podcast about perspective and seeing that angry face which wasn't really angry it was actually cheering so Imagine an example, if you look at your to-do list and feel overwhelmed, you're probably looking at it through a lens of, oh my God, I really have to get this done. And it just creates so much anxiety and stress. And how am I going to get to all of this? Then your body is producing all sorts of cortisol and stress hormones. And you're now freaking intense and in this fight, flight, or freeze mode where you're like stopped in your tracks, you can't even move forward, you can't even look at your to-do list, and you're stressed out. You with me? So now imagine flipping that with a different perspective. So in this next few sections, I'm going to talk to you about how we look at the world through seven different perspectives. And how you look at each situation either creates stress for you or it creates inspiration moving forward. By understanding the way people look at their world and their situations, we get great insight into how we operate. By changing our perspective, that energy that's within us, we can switch within milliseconds and have different views all over the place of the different things that could be and should be or or but the art of the possible that's how a creative geniuses tap into their their inner creativity and their higher self is it's that shift that they do within milliseconds imagine the possibilities there so now let's look at this and say well where the hell did it all start Where's that starting point, the chicken or the egg? Was it my thoughts, my positive thinking? Well, I have positive thinking. Why is it not working? I am doing all these things. I meditate. I'm not meditating. Like there's so many aspects to this, right? 
And I get fired up just talking about this. But it all starts from a very simple place. Our beliefs and core values. So the beginning of it all. You were born. Your parents are raising you. Bless their heart. They did their best to get you, you know, to be who you are today. But they raised you, right? Through our entire lives, we've been influenced by the world around us that has kind of shaped our core beliefs, our values, and the filters that we choose to put on as we see the world, as we experience it. So that's pretty powerful. When you look at that, what was kind of the way you were raised and the things you saw in your life experiences has shaped who you've become. We all, all of us, all of us enter the world without an opinion or a belief about anything. Imagine a little kid. They have no opinion. My daughter looks at, you know, rain. And the first time I remember she saw rain, she she was like, what is this? And the, the wonder in her face and the awe of it all of, wow, there's water coming from the sky. Really? I mean, that's how she could see it. And why is that happening? Who turned on the tap? So through our entire lives, influences of the world help form the core beliefs that we have. So as you're presented with situations, you pass them through these filters automatically without even knowing. It's just It just goes through you. When they're in alignment, you judge them to be positive. So you're like, oh, this validated this belief I had. And when they're against your view, you may judge them to be negative or bad. You see, it's like saying, work hard, play hard. To me, now I have a different view of that, is you don't have to work hard and play hard. But if that was the belief that you have to work long hours and then you can you know, have everything you want, like that, that was pretty heavy on me for years. But I've gotten away from that belief that that's not how it needs to be or it should be. So it, just that little shift, it was what was you know, ingrained in me. I picked it up as I was growing. Everybody said that. So as our beliefs and values become established, we function on autopilot. That's bottom line. You've been going on autopilot, I'm sorry to say, for all these years. And until we begin to experience dissonance and question them, then we can be able to see what is truly happening. We have the opportunity to really sit back and evaluate the degree to which is this belief supporting me? Or is this belief holding me back? Because in my heart of hearts, I know this is not truly aligned with who I am. Even though your parents, your your surroundings, everybody told you this, but now you've come to self. I mean, you're an adult now. There's certain things within you that you know, like deep down, you know, they have this knowing of it. I mean, that's why you're listening to this podcast. You're in search of the how and the why, and how do I make myself better, right? So you come from that place of choice. And when you're in that choice, then magic happens. So there's this, this model that that believe that, that kind of uh, works in, in a way that controls our beliefs and how we behave. So how do your beliefs translate into how we show up in a different situation? It's all about the formula of thoughts, 
feelings, and action. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. It's the thoughts you have create certain emotions and those emotions create certain actions. Our thoughts and judgments around situations is related to our belief system, values, and every influencer in our lives. These thoughts are related to the feelings we experience and as a result, the way we react or respond. Your thoughts, feelings, and actions can either set you up for success or they can hold you back. Let me give you some examples. If you believe that you are powerful, creative, and capable, you might feel confident and peaceful. As a result, you are more likely to take on challenges, to stretch yourself. You take risks because you know you got this. If you believe you're average, small, limited, vulnerable, you might feel worry and anxiety and fear. As a result, you stay in your comfort zone and resist change. You make up excuses as to why you shouldn't do this and, oh, if I do that and this and that and the other. In order to sustain success, the first step to recognize the thoughts and feelings that get in our way is to explore them and the impact they have. The awareness of unsupportive thoughts can lead to challenging perspectives, creating them. So the awareness of unsupportive thoughts can lead to challenging the perspectives and creating them. So what what does that mean really? So if the thought is holding you back, is the way I look at this is it's like having this observation of today I don't feel like I want to, you know, do this podcast for example. Well, why don't I want to do this podcast? It's then going into that exploration of Am I ready for it? Am I not? Do I have the right content? Is Are my thoughts collect and cool and together? What's going on? Then I, once I understand the root of that, then I'm able to understand, well, is it serving me? Is it aligned with everything that I've set out to do in my business? How can I shift it? And you go into that place of curiosity. So I digress a bit, but the whole point of that was be aware of your thoughts, your emotions, that create the action. Now, here comes the magical part of this. And I love how it's it's at the halfway mark and, and here it is. So I'm going to read something to you. And this is, uh, the author of this is unknown. If you happen to know who wrote this, please tell me. But the quote is this, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So the core of it all, we're all energetic beings. And to me, that truly, like you can't argue that. We're all a bunch of particles that have been put together and atoms and whatever. And and this is a vessel that we're in. So there's energy. And and for those of you that know me, I, I my foundation of my coaching is around really what energy are you showing up? What are you vibrating out and what are you getting back in? That's really the basis of it. And then everything else kind of ties into it nicely. But the the core of, of my modality is around energy and how it affects us. So everything is composed of energy, including our thoughts. The lenses you see the world through creates your reality. 
So for example, if you view the world as angry place, you will see situations and make interpretations that support your point of view. What you look for, you will find. I truly believe that. If I told you today to start looking for blue Toyotas, you will start seeing blue Toyotas all over the place. That's your mind's eye. We gave it a direction. It's going to look for that. But at the same time, it's that energy that you're putting out. If internally you're in turmoil, you're in stress, that you're going to keep gravitating that same situation over and over towards yourself. Others with similar point of view may be drawn to you. Then you're, you know, at conflict. You're like, what the hell? I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be gossipy. I don't want to be resentful. And why am I keep surrounding myself with these people? Because they're, you have the same level of energy, sorry to say, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but you're vibrating at that level. So if you notice you're surrounded by drama, explore what is drawing them to you as opposed to, you know, it's them and not me. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. This is such a beautiful statement. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. And this is actually the basis of being, of law of being. So this is not about law of attraction. This is how you show up. So then let's go into the types of energy. So within the modality that I work in, we divide energy into two different kinds. And this is based on the coach training program by IPEC. And uh, you can read more on it on their website. Uh, but, but this is basically what I learned in my coach training program, that there are two types of energy. There is anabolic energy, which think of it as constructive, expanding, it's fueling you, it's building you up. And then there is the opposite side of it, which is catabolic energy, which is draining, contracting, resisting. It really brings you down and you get into that mode of stress and anxiety. Catabolic energy shows up in a form of stress. When we perceive a situation as being stressful, we may feel fear, doubt, worry. When this happens, your brain signals your body to generate catabolic hormones, people. These are like cortisol and adrenaline in order to give you the energy to deal with the situation. So this is, I want you to recognize this is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's a place of coming from protection, but it does hold you back from moving forward. This extra energy allows you to move to action but long-term stress can impact your well-being. You know, for the longest time, I worked in a fast-paced industry, and I loved it. It was fueling my brain because I liked that, that you know, adrenaline rush, and I thought it's so good for me. But then I burnt out because even though I was getting stuff done, I was doing projects, multiple projects within short span of time, but I was burning both ends of the candle, if you will. And it was, you know, I, I saw the effect of it eventually. So then anabolic energy, the opposite side of it, is not stressful. It comes with ease. 
your body generates those happy hormones. The purpose of these hormones is to heal the body, to build tissue, to generate cells. I mean, just the sound of that, it's like so beautiful. I want more of that. This allows the body to optimize itself. As a result, it's easier to maintain a solution focus and feel energized, tap into your creative side, think of new possibilities and so forth. So imagine if you were to be in that place of constant uh, positive cell building, like optimizing, like that's pretty freaking cool. I want more of that, right? So what I'd like to take you through next is the seven levels that kind of we go through. And as we go through them, I want you to think about the, the seven different perspectives that you can have to see where all of this energy comes through and how it shifts you from one to another to another and how it affects your perspective, how it can take you from that fast lane that we talked about into a place of Zen, that, that ideal image of yourself. So stay with me. I'm throwing a lot at you. And but I it was important for me to do this podcast because I, I need you to to know that you have this tool in you right now, this minute. You don't need coaching on it. Like I'm just, I'm just sharing it with you so you can see what it's like to tap into your uh, anabolic energy and just kind of be at Zen. So the first perspective that we get, it's the that we see is the victim level. And that level of victim, the core thought, remember how I said the formula is the thought, the feeling, the action? The thought of level one is victim. The feeling that comes with that place, being in a place of victim is apathy. And the action is lethargy. You're not doing anything. You feel defeated, problem-focused, isolated. Now imagine there's times where you feel that level of victim, like something goes wrong in your life. You drop down. This is the lowest, lowest level of energy you can have. You know, everything always bad happens to me. Feels as if life is holding you hostage. These are some of the words that come through this level of energy. It's woe me, why me? Oh my gosh, it's happening again. And and how am I going to deal with this? So there's there's no solutioning, there's no problem solving. The next level that comes out of, after that, it's still a bit of a draining level, but it's the fighter. The core thought of the fighter is conflict. The feeling that comes with that thought is anger. And the action is defiance. So let me give you a little bit of an example on this one. In this level of energy, again, none of these are good or bad. They serve um, in particular places in our lives for, for the right situation at the right time. So at a place of the fighter, you're you're in a place where, let's say, you see a car accident and somebody is harmed and and you feel angry and it was unjust and oh my god somebody you know ran a red light and hit somebody like that's pretty dramatic but you tap into this energy to go and protect to go and be helpful so there's a bit of anger there's a bit of pushing you with emotion to move forward and help somebody so but at the same time at this level you're all about focusing on problems. Everything is black and white, finding faults, 
very judgmental, very resisting. Oh my God, they changed the policy again. What the hell? Like that's the level that you're coming at. So even though it has its purpose, it's still very catabolic energy. It's very draining. Then you start to move up to level three, which is the rationalizer. Most of us are in this level. We operate at this level a lot, especially um, I want to say in middle management, um, I see this level quite often where their core thought is responsibility. Their feeling is around forgiveness and the action is cooperation. Doesn't sound too bad. Hey, like it, it's about, you know, let's, let's work together. Let's, let's, um, let's compromise. Let's, let's talk about what's the solution in this. Let, let's work together on it. Right. So it's actually, 60% on the higher energy side and 40% on the lower energy. The reason it's on the lower energy is the rationalizer at this point, let's say you're in the middle of a career change. You want to move out of a company. You want to go to the next level. You want to change your business. You rationalize the hell out of it and stay stuck. So you go in this place of um, analysis paralysis and, oh, I'm not going to do anything. So that's it. I'm not going to move because, oh, everything is okay here. Because what if I go over there? Things could be different or worse. So you rationalize, rationalize, and now you're not moving forward, which you can get caught up in eventually. But in a place of leadership, making sure everybody's getting along, all of that stuff, it does come in handy. So the next level of this, then we go into level four, which is the caregiver. Now we're really getting into um, the art of the possible. This is this is now we're looking at things from a high level of energy. There's high level of gratitude, helping others. Professions like doctors, nurses, policemen, teachers, moms are in that level of caregiver. Their thoughts is around concern. Their feelings are around compassion and acting as of service. So they put others before themselves. They help all the time. But here's where they can get caught up in is doing too much of that and then not giving enough self-care. And that can also be an impact. But at the same time, when you're in this place of compassion and concern, you have a complete different view of things and you don't take things so personally and, and you're looking for, how can I help you? How can I be of service? Which starts to just lift up your energy and, 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 you know, you want to, people gravitate towards you because they know you as that person that really cares. Then we go into level five. Level five is looking for opportunities all the time. It's the opportunist in a positive way. It's their thoughts are around reconciliation, their feelings are around peace, and they're usually coming from a place of acceptance, that we both win or we don't play, that all of us are in this together. There is um, seeing opportunities in everything, wanting a true win-win with everything. They're very holistic, they're very curious, they're purposeful, they're motivational. These are the kind of people that, you know, I like to surround myself with. They see problems, like I said, as opportunities, not problems. The most successful people operate at this level. So when you're looking at somebody that they're doing amazing things in the world and watch that perspective, because, you know, your definition of amazing could be different than mine, but they're looking at 
things from this lens. It's the thought of reconciliation, the feeling of peace, accepting everything. They're not looking for faults and who to blame and how to blame and how to fix. They're just saying, okay, it is what it is. How do we make something of this? So they're very innovation focused. Now, level six, now we're moving up this hierarchy, right? The energy is getting higher. You're, you're, we're up there. And level six is the visionary. So at this level, the course thought is synthesis. The feeling is joy. And the action is wisdom. So there's this sense of connection, calmness, intuitiveness about them. It's almost like the answers are within. They, they, they tap in. They don't need to go anywhere else looking or in search of. They're just like, they're wisdom. They're wise people. They are in flow. When you look at them, when you hear them talk, they're just, man, they're just exuding so much that you're like, I want to be in that bubble, right? They're peaceful. All the answers, they, they just seem to know how to naturally navigate through this. They're never in the fast lane. They're constantly in flow and, and just creating all the time, which is just absolutely amazing. And they come from a place of everybody wins in this situation. So they're always looking at it not only from their perspective of what's in it for me, it's for everyone. This thing that I'm going to do, it's going to benefit everybody. That's how they show up. So imagine. What situations, as I went through each of these levels, how do you see yourselves in each of these situations? Example of a visionary or that state is when you're doing gardening, when you're doing yoga, when you're on a project at work that really kind of gives you sparkles in your eyes and you shine, you're in your groove, you're in your flow. That's that visionary state, which is a high, high level of energy. And now this one, level seven, this is the one that at first I was like, oh my God, this is such high standards and how do I keep doing it at this level? And then somebody told me, no, you don't need to. You can't sustain it truly because it's at its most highest level possible. Imagine the uh, hierarchy of Maslow, the top one is self-actualization. Take this like two notches even up. It's past self-actualization. This is the creator. This is a place of the thoughts are non-judgment. The feeling is absolute passion. And the action is creation. They're pioneers. They're geniuses. Um, I like to think of Steve Jobs in this particular place when he was tapping into creating the devices he did. In other aspects of his life, I think he had different levels of energy. But when he came up with the idea or with, with whoever he came up with on Apple and all of that stuff... I, I think this was the level that they were all tapped into. Now, these are the seven levels of energy and how they show up. So I want to run a scenario by you to just kind of recap this. So imagine there's two pictures in front of you. One is an angry person behind a car seat, behind a driver's seat. And one is a smiling girl. And you just got cut off by one of them. So... What do you do? At what energy level do you show up to this person that just cut you off? 
Do you show up from a place of anger or do you go all the way to, oh, that was okay. You cut me off. You almost killed me, but that's okay. But bear with me. Let's think this through. So someone has cut you off. The first level says, I always get cut off. This is always happening to me. You blame yourself. You're a victim. You're like, oh man, I'm such a shitty driver. Why does this keep happening to me? Why do I have these accidents all the time? I attract these towards me. So it's level one. Level two then says, you stupid idiot. I'll show you. You blame the other person, the other driver, and you go back, you know, catch up to them and you give them the finger and all of that stuff. The next level, level three says, wow, that was a close call. Remember, this is the rationalizer. He probably drives like a maniac all the time. It must be tough being him. We're both okay. It's okay. I forgive him, right? The rationalizer is rationalizing the situation, wanting it to be okay with everybody. So so this person is a little bit calmer, even though they almost got killed, but they're a little bit calmer. They rationalize what happened. Level four then, that compassion, caring, the policemen, the nurses, the moms, all of that will say, wow, poor guy must have had some kind of a family emergency going on. Hope everything is okay where he is going safe and sound and everything's going to be okay with him and his family. So the poor guy having some family issues, this is from a place of caring. This is not rationalizing. This is truly a feeling for this person of, oh my God, I hope they're okay. I hope everything is going to be fine for them. So they're coming from that true place of compassion. Then the next level says, level five says, wow, that was a close call. Glad we didn't have an accident. What a great opportunity to exercise patience and know that my reflexes still work. Remember, this is the opportunist that is looking for opportunity and saying, oh, well, good thing I wasn't multitasking. I didn't have my phone in my hand because as he cut me off, I actually avoided the traffic. So he's looking for the glass half full and looking for the possible ways of opportunities uh, that, that came out of this. Pretty interesting perspective. Level six says, just another day out in the road, experiencing it all, right? Level six is is at peace with everything. They're they're really looking at it from a place of wisdom, from a place of knowing that it's all is well. Like it happened. They don't have to think of a reason. They don't have to look at a lesson learned in it. They're just like, wow, another day on the road, experiencing it all. And level five, this one always makes me chuckle. The level of the creator, the non-judgment, the the place of everything is there and all is an illusion and who am I and all of that yogi stuff. We'll say, what traffic? Interesting, right? That highest level will look at this and say, huh, okay, just got cut off, but oh well, I'm just driving. I'm going. So that's a pretty cool place. Can you imagine now? I just walked you through seven different perspectives on how to deal the next time somebody cuts you off in traffic. So when we look at the situations from all angles, what are the different ways that you can see them in? And what are the choices you're making? And how are you showing up? 
I mean, as I went through that scenario with the cutting off of, of, you know, somebody cuts you off, the levels of energy, the way I was talking, the way I was explaining, the thoughts, the emotions, all of that, you know, there was a shift in things that the way I was saying it, even the words I was using. So now that you have this awareness around you, that there's different levels of energy that you can tap into at any point, you'll no longer have to be thinking and resisting and the what if and the, oh my God, what's happening? I'm going to blame this person, that person. The responsibility is now on you. I've just made you truly responsible for your own actions and behaviors. So remember the formula. The thoughts that I have create my feelings, which then turns into action. And then look at the different levels of energy that this is showing up. Which level of energy are you at? Are you at the lowest one where you're, you know, a victim? Are you somewhere in the middle where you're rationalizing everything? And are you somewhere at the top where you're like just letting things be? I love that analogy of somebody said uh, recently in a place I worked, she said, you know what, Kathy, I'm a duck. I just let things just fall off of my feathers. And if you've seen a duck, you know, they they have so much oil on their feathers that everything just kind of drips off. They don't hold that water. It doesn't retain it. Just they, they just drips off. Or the other one was I'm Teflon. Nothing can stick to me. I love that one too. So if you're going into a, think you're going in the wrong direction, you can stop at any time and choose the next perspective. And I had shared this on my um, Instagram a while ago. So when you want to change this behavior and repattern your brain, you stop. You breathe, truly breathe. Like as Dave from our coach Academy says, he says, you know, deep breathing, like truly breathe, not shallow breathing, but deep, (sighs) few breaths, right? And then observe your thoughts. What is the thought I'm having about this situation? Why am I having this thought right now? What is the real reason? that I am triggered, how is it making me feel? And how am I acting because of it? This, this, this particular thing that I just read to you is on my Instagram. If you need to print it, screenshot it, keep it on your phone so that you're always checking in and seeing what level of energy you're coming up with in the world. Because the lower levels will keep you in that fast lane of anxiety, stress, frustration, tiredness. But the minute you shift perspective, then you're in that higher level of energy. This process helps you to take responsibility for your actions and to be at choice. Shift perspective and release judgment. Truly, that's what it is, is switch, shift the perspective, let go of the judgment, It's not doing you any good. There should be no judgment. The higher levels of energy, the more positive people, those visionaries, again, I talked about that earlier, they're not judging. They're not attached. They're not looking for, you know, what's in it for me. They're not making excuses. They're just constantly going around their day looking for opportunities, looking for greatness in everybody, looking for what's happening, what's going on over here. 
So instead of rationalizing, which most of us are in, right, there's that next level of compassion and then move it up another level. I challenge you to move it up to the next level of really looking for opportunities. So my friends, it was a long podcast, but at the same time, if you stuck with me this far, I congratulate you. You now have this tool of looking at the different levels of energy, how they impact you, how they can shift your perspective, and be able to consciously recognize when you're reacting to life circumstances, even the most challenging ones. Look at them and say, what's the opportunity in this for me? I thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you need to come back to this podcast, I just put so much on here in front of you. I hope you were playing along and kind of interacting with it when I was asking questions. Come back and listen to it. Like I said, this was not something for me that I learned in one seminar, in one sitting. I've been practicing this day in and day out with myself, with my clients. Um, We can go and dig deeper into it in a one-on-one conversation in my coaching program This is one of the bases. Um, It it actually is the foundation of my coaching program, if you will. Now, here's the thing. With this also comes a very cool um, assessment that was created by IPEC, the Coaching Academy. This assessment, I make it a prerequisite for all of my clients to go through Even if you don't end up going through anything with me, the assessment is online. It's on my website. You can purchase it. It's a great investment to what it does is it shows you all these different levels, where you're at in each of these levels, and how you show up. So it shows your overall energy level. And then under stress, which one of these do you tap into? So it actually kind of spits back at you, and this is all research-based, science-based, all of that good stuff. Um, It really shows how you show up in life, uh, under what lens are you showing up, and under stress, how are you impacted by it. So I welcome you to take the assessment on my website. I have a special on it right now. So go to readysetchoose.com, and it's called Energy Leadership Index Assessment. If you're curious about how you're showing up, take that assessment. With it, you also get a 90-minute coaching session or a debrief with me, rather. We go through it, and I kind of give you a personalized debrief on how these each of these levels are affecting you, how is it showing up for you, and how is it working for you. So keep on shining. Thank you for sticking with me on this long episode. It was an important one. I've been wanting to do it for many, many months, and finally today was the day that I decided to do it. Have a great day.